Hey there, Internet! My name is Jack Packard, your friendly neighborhood video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. And I'm Nick Klinger, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist, who defeated Returnal, and I am currently watching Yahtzee not defeat Returnal. Toxic. Nick throwing shade. <laughs> How dare you! This week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, spooky Luigi's and monstrous hunters. Then over in the topics section, it's all about finishing games. Us as uh, professional game talkers, we don't always do it. <gasps> How dare you? Yeah, that's I right. I always finish everything I've played. I don't. We, <laughs> we, don't. we, know we this. don't. You know why? <laughs> we gotta move on. But that's what we're gonna talk about. How you should feel about it, how we feel about it, how the general population uh, should settle the F down. Hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. So, Nick, spooky mansions, they're full of ghosts. They are. I don't know if you're referencing anything besides Luigi's Mansion 3, but. Monster House. <laughs> that, was the, that, was the, that was the segue into you talking about your game. Yeah. Way, to, way to pick that up and run with it. It's <laughs> late in the day. I haven't eaten Dang. enough food. I haven't finished this giant thing of Mountain Dew. Stop expecting things of me. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I have been working on Luigi's Mansion 3. I bought it like before Christmas last year and just been kind of sitting in the shrink wrap and I kept looking at it like I want to play it. I don't want to play it. I want to play it. I want to play it. And I was like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm trying to finish Disco Elysium, and it's too much for me right now. I'm too stressed to play it. So I'm going to go play something else that doesn't stress me out right now. <laughs> sure. And sure, uh, sure. That, that turned out to be Luigi's Mansion 3, which I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with. It's just, you know, very straightforward adventure game, and you yeah. know, climb the tower of the mansion, fight mean ghosts, fun visuals, fun music. Funny character with Luigi being scared of everything, right? And I haven't played three specifically, but I played the other two, and they're ju they're adorable and wonderful little games. I love mm -hmm. all of the different ghosts, so full of personality. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to finishing it. It's dragging on a little bit too long, and there's one section that I knew from other reviewers that had played it that they hated it, and I got mm -hmm. to that section, and it's a little section where it's a boss fight, and you're on like a floaty, and it is the most annoying boss fight I've ever had in a video game. Mm, hands down. Okay. I, was, I never down. thought. I, yeah, I never thought I'd get ready, be ready to throw a switch controller at the wall until I did that boss fight. All right. <laughs> so, game other game reviewers, I know your pain now. I understand why this made you so angry. There you go. But uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't have any criticisms of it. Like it's actually a. It's a. You know, we've been playing Monster Hunter. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But mm -hmm. uh, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion Three is like one of those games that su surprisingly looks really good on the Switch. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. I think, you know, Nintendo pumps in a little extra polish for their first-party games. Yeah, so it's kind of coming back to the thing, though. Like, I'm, I'm just waiting for that next big first-party game from for Switch. Because mm -hmm. I, I haven't picked up my Switch in months until, you know, we started playing Monster Hunter Rise and Luigi's Mansion because I don't get all the weird indie stuff like you do. But the next game I'll be playing on Switch is Hades, so. Ooh. Well, I, 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 I was going to initially talk about Yogurt Commercial 3, the new indie sensation. Oh. But I'll save that maybe for next week. <laughs> so this week we can talk about Monster Hunter Rise, the newest game out on the Switch. That's a real game, by the way, Yogurt 
commercial three. I'm, I'm, really I'm not surprised. I saw I saw a game called Heal Hitler today on Switch. So I mean not on Switch, on not Steam. So that, that exists. That, so if that exists, yogurt, whatever you called it, can also exist. Yogurt commercial three, Nick. Get on get on the <laughs> trolley. But let's talk about Monster Hunter Rise. Here's how I would like to start talking about Monster Hunter Rise. I really like it overall. That's Please the end of the video. Keep... That's the end of the video because all the comments are just going to get mad at you for the rest of what you have to say. <laughs> Please keep in mind that I am enjoying my time. I am playing it in my free time because I'm having such a good time playing it. I love it. That's, that's where I'm starting from. Disclosure. I do like this game. <laughs> I really do. And I'm going to keep saying that I like this game. Um, it's, it's fun. You can do a lot of fun things in the game. I... I enjoy just going out in nature and picking mushrooms. You, you do that in this game. Literally, that's many quests, is just going out finding mushrooms. Uh, I, I like the worlds. I love the monster design. I like the weapon designs. Playing dress up. That's one of my favorite things in games. Different outfits. You can craft outfits for your cat and your dog. And I named my cat and my dog after my cat and my dog. And they come out and fight monsters with me, Nick. That's adorable. I love it. So much to enjoy about the game. Great combat. I don't know if you've gotten to any of the Monster Rampage sections yet of Monster Hunter Rise. No, is that the tower defense stuff? That's the tower defense -y stuff where like, you're fighting monsters, but you're also setting up big weapons and it's like a monster rush thing. It's, it's fun and hectic and engaging. Overall, I'm having a really good time playing the game. Uh-oh. But <laughs> no, no no, that's good. This is good. Like these are all the positive things. Yeah. So was was it my but, was it my stream on Monster Hunter World that you attended that finally sold you on the game? Yeah, I think it was. Like, you know, like listening to all of the fun stuff you were having cuz I played a little bit of Monster Hunter World, right. but I only got a few hours in and I didn't quite get it. Uh, so like playing Monster Hunter Rise, like really learning all of the systems, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So it is a game, though, that has many, many issues to it. But despite that, I'm having a good time. <laughs> Overall, it's a good game, but many, many issues. I would like to start with one very simple issue that should be easy for everyone, even hardcore fans, to acknowledge. The amount of text-based tutorials is borderline criminal. Yep. Every single thing that you have the possibility of interacting with comes with a giant wall of text that tells you exactly what it does. And you get this giant wall of text before you as a player, me as a new player, even understand the context in which you will use this information. They give you all the information and context is key, I feel. And so you are bombarded with systems and menus and text information, and you don't quite know what it all means at first. And that is a huge mark against Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I mean, I forgot to, you know, as we all know, I forgot to start it before the stream that we did on it the first time. I just had to sit through like literally 30 minutes of written tutorials. and. You know, some of the, the some of the comments were kind of like, "Oh, well, like you wouldn't know how to play if those weren't there." It's like, yes, true, but there is a better way to deliver that stuff, aka a video. <laughs> uh, you could <laughs> that you, you could can parse skip it out. if you've already played Monster Hunter World and all the other stuff too, as well. Like it shouldn't be forced tutorials are never video? a good thing. Yeah. 
Like I, I agree. And with all of the complex systems that Monster Hunter Rise has, giving you like a tutorial stage where you learn one piece of information, then utilize it in game. Then they open up another piece of information, then utilize it in game. So you're like playing while you're learning, but no, just text, bombardment. There is a better way to do this. There has, there has to be. <laughs> I, I believe that there has to be a better way yeah, to do but that. But I think that's more of a thing with like a lot of, you know, games that come out of Japan though with like crazy long tutorials. I mean, every JRPG you play has this, <laughs> I mean, Bravely Default 2, which I started up and put down, had almost an hour to long tutorial where you, like, but a tutorial ends when you get to the first boss fight, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. No. Well, and you know, the more complicated your game is, the more system your game has, the more information the player needs. And, and that's the hardest part when playing any game, whether it even be a video game or board game or whatever, is like figuring out all the rules. That's the worst part right. of any game. And I get that, but there's gotta be a better way <laughs> to parse out that information. Um, and, and that leads me into my next super harsh criticism of the game, which is all the systems. <laughs> all the systems having their own menus. Uh, the screen. Okay, we can just show the screen. Like currently, I am playing a character who uses a gun, mm -hmm. and the gun uh, has bullets. And so on screen at all times is the map is your a little mini map is your health is your stamina is uh the the quick selection map then you can have the radial map also up and then also you can have the the thing that changes what bullet you use in the game and sometimes the things that you use in the radial menu is also in the quick select menu but sometimes they're different and you can <laughs> configure each of them separately and so if you want to heal you need to figure whether or not it's on the radial map or on the quick select map and don't press x or b or that'll accidentally change your bullets you need <laughs> yeah. to press y and a in order to change your quick menu and then oh but uh, but also don't press the d-pad because you need the d-pad sometimes but if you press the d-pad it's going to change the radial menu that you're on and the radial menu can be redefined within the the pause menu so you can change what's on the radial menu but you it's very different than the quick select menu and the bullet select menu and there's too many things on screen nick <laughs> <laughs> there's i guess what i'm saying here is I, I feel like your your main issues with the game are really come down to ui and tutorials and everything just being too much information overload at one time. Too well, many things to keep track of, too many things to look at, which, you know. Yeah, and I, that's like, that's the big picture. What I, what I will say is like with the menus specifically, it seems incredibly inefficient, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, and again, like that's, I think that's just another thing that's like, you know, Japanese design a little bit, like all their menus are, I mean, I can't think of a JRPG or anything that I've played that doesn't have extremely clunky, annoying menus. And uh, I, I think a lot of that I has mean, to just do like with Death the Stranding. Fact... <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I mean, they all have they all have this. And... 
Well, and, and Monster Hunter is a franchise, and I do think that sometimes with franchises, the developers can let things slide. And I think specifically with franchises, they leave things like the user interface to the last minute, where it's not necessarily integrated into the game. They just say, ah, we'll figure that out at the end and sew it up because, oh, people like Monster Hunter. They like the franchise. They don't need to worry about it because they like the franchise. But again, as someone who is playing their first Monster Hunter game for real, there's a lot and it, with, a, with the wrong button press, you can end up in the wrong menu real quick. Mm -hmm. Boo. Whew. All right, so you like the rest of the game though. <laughs> so, here's here's the thing. So that's my this is my problems. Those problems uh, I feel like can be uh, even people who are big fans of the games can recognize those problems. Here's where we get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. I don't think the game should be called Monster Hunter because there's actually very little hunting of the monster. It should be called Monster Fighter because you know where the monster is at all times. That doesn't even roll off the tongue. Monster, monster Hunter runs off the tongue. Monster Fighter. <laughs> monster Destroyer. Monster Murderer. And maybe this was a monster little bit because Genocider. I... <laughs> Ooh. Like, you know, I played a little bit of World. I watched you play World. Yeah. And there was a little element of having to track the monster in that. Like, coming from a game like Witcher 3, you, there was, like, little tracking mini games where you have to figure out where the monster's going. I was expecting some of that, and I didn't get any of that, and that was a little disappointing. Not a deal breaker. Just a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, pe people play those games for the combat. I mean, you're you're very much an outlier if you want to play a hunting game. There's hunting simulator for you. No, and that's or and that's fair. Morel's the hunt, which was the first today we try game we played. Ah, uh, that was a great game. Uh, and no, that's that's a fair fair pushback on my criticism, uh, and that was just my expectation. So that's fine. The combat. Okay. Mixed bag, baby. Why? Tiny burp. <laughs> because it's very button mashy. So uh, I started playing with the hunter's horn because in general I do like playing support characters. Uh, you know, the hunter's horn, it's basically a big hammer, but then it also heals you or gives you buffs. Or if you're playing with other people, it gives them buffs. And I knew we were playing together, you, me and KC. So I wanted to get good at the, uh, the support weapon. And it's a fine weapon. But, you know, you're pressing a button and pressing a button and, you know, like, it's it's very mashy. You're not, there's not a lot of skill involved in it. Mm, you're going to get Even, a lot of pushback uh, on that for Monster Hunter fans. You, push back all you want. I, I'm doing great and there's no, there's very <laughs> little skill involved. Um, you, you press a button, you press another button, you press another button, which I know is a way to uh, talk about every game. But what what I feel like you're supposed to be doing is like watching for the monster to give their tells. And then you go back in and you fight and oh, here's a tell. So I roll out of the way. Then you come back in and fight, which is all fine. Like mo the moment to moment combat is really engaging, is really mm -hmm. fun. That's what I really like about it is, you know, like you're looking at the monster, you're rolling out of the way, you're waiting for your moment, you roll in, you strike, you strike, you roll back, right? The moment to moment is fine, 
The amount of health that the monsters have, I feel, is a bit too much because the the fights last too long and the repetition hits a point where I'm getting bored. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And I think, I think, you know, like we were on stream talking about that a little bit and I really didn't get why you had a problem with it when you've played games like Dark Souls and all those things sometimes have ridiculously large health bars and take forever to kill unless you have like significantly upgraded your weapons. And in case he's right, right in the stream that like once you get a weapon that does like 200 damage, they go down much quicker. I mean, you saw this when I was playing World, how quickly I took down some of those monsters. Right. Uh, so, yeah, there, there there is a big grind aspect to, you know, becoming a beginner hunter to an advanced hunter. And that's kind of like part of why people play this game and the way you kind of have to look at it is almost like a kind of like well, i mean it's it it is i mean it, it is a game that expects you to grind you have to kill the same monsters over and over again for a better gear and you keep upgrading your gear and everything keeps getting quicker and easier yeah but we call it the grind for a reason is because the grind is not the fun part of the game and if you were going to compare it to the big battles in a dark souls what i will say is those battles usually have stages that vary up the combat the longer you're in it keeping you engaged whereas when you're fighting the monster Wait for the monster to attack, roll away. Roll back in, hit it three times, wait for the monster to attack, roll away. Uh, you know, well, roll back far, in, hit it three times. How far are you into the game, though? Because when I... Like, the first good chunk of monsters do that, but once you get later on, like, they do start doing uh, different phases and all that. I don't think... I just don't think you've gotten there yet. Like you saw on the Elder... The, or on the Elder Dragons, they all have different stages in my fights. Right, and so that's that's a big possibility. I'm at Monster Hunter level three and in four star things. I've done a few Monster Rampages. So like, I feel like I'm a decent way into the game. Yeah, well, I don't know if I am. Yeah, that's kind of what everybody told me of the world. Is like once once you beat the game, that's when the real game begins. And I, I fuck that. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I don't like that either. But I mean, if that's what it is, that's what it is, you know. And, Right. If that's what it is, that's what it is. And that's also where I can complain about it. Yeah. Like, if your game is about fighting monsters, and I love, like, every monster has this wonderful, unique design and their own sort of attacks, and you do feel very engaged, I just feel like the fights last a little too long. But, that's that's really it. Yeah, it's it's the running away part that makes it feel like forever, because you, you mm -hmm. heard it, and then you got to go run across the map to go get it. Uh, right. And in World, that was even worse when you don't have a mount to go get across the map. And I, I think there are mounts in World. I think somebody ended up telling me, mm. but uh, I never found it. I, I never, I didn't get to it. But yeah, I think, I think like one of the, the, at least the monsters themselves just need to have more impact when you're fighting them. And like mm. that was something, because I, I just went back and beat the old Hunters DLC in Bloodborne. And like you can break the limbs of the enemies you're fighting and that slows them yes. down for a minute and stuff like that in world would be would or any of the monster hunter games might help where like you know if instead of just breaking sure. the armor off if i actually break their leg and it slows their movement down kind of thing oh well you you actually can do that in rise if you yeah. you you can do that in rise they don't do a great job of telling you that so like for example, um, I've been using the guns a lot, both the light bow gun and the heavy bow gun. And if you concentrate on just one leg, you'll see a little notification pop up on the far too uh, busy screen saying you've broken a monster part. It doesn't tell you what monster part you've broken. But that's, that's the armor but, you're breaking off. That's all it is. Well, no, but uh, then it was limping. If, if you concentrate on just the arm, it was limping and it does move slower. 
But yes, I would love that to be a little easier to recognize as a hunter. Right. Because um, I, I believe you can just concentrate on arms and make them move slower. I, I, or that's psychosomatic, and I just thought I made it move slower. Yeah, I didn't. I, throughout my time playing World, like even breaking off their tail didn't really make them. It didn't stop them from flying or moving slower a lot of times. So right, it was more just breaking that stuff off so you can get the pieces for your upgraded gear. It didn't really have, as far as, like you saying, as far as you can tell, it doesn't have a huge effect. But again, we're not expert monster hunter players, so in the comments, don't flip out if we're wrong. We're just well, saying what we well, experience. <laughs> And let's say it does have an effect, then the game doesn't do a good enough job of showing us that it has effect for us newbies to notice, which is a also, I think, a very valid criticism. Mm -hmm. And like I said, overall, I'm really enjoying it. I like just my, my favorite missions are just the go walk around missions because then, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll climb a little bit. I'll find some uh, grapple hook bugs and get up to tall places, just fight whatever, like do whatever you want. Overall, I'm having a really good time, but I also feel that there are some valid criticisms of the game. Another positive, I think like one of the biggest positives to the game is all the weapons mm. are available to you from the moment go, whatever you want to play as. Play, play with guns, play with swords, play with hammers, play with whatever, and you want to change it up? Go ahead, pick up a new weapon, have some fun with it. I think that's the neatest thing. Yeah, I think I think Monster Hunter in general is like in this rock and a hard place of like the series was pretty inaccessible up until World. <laughs> and I think the, the developers are like trying to keep that really all that complexity for the old hardcore fans mm. and then also simplifying it for for newbies. And I don't think they found that right mix just yet. I think they're going to get there. I think the next game is going to figure that out. After Rise, because like I mean, Rise, Rise already kind of got there, right, with the wire bugs and opening up the map, so you didn't have to just follow a predetermined path. So like they're learning, it's gonna get yeah. there. Uh, in a no, and having your dog companion, so you can like run around really fast, like super fun. Yep. So yeah, I, and I, I think like a fresh pair of eyes, especially on the menus. Yeah, just, the UI, the UI for sure is like ugh. pretty dated. <laughs> yeah, but I like I can see myself like I don't know if I'm gonna finish this game. But I can see myself easily getting another 20 hours in because going out there and fighting monsters, really fun because I'm enjoying it overall. It's okay to <laughs> complain about things that you enjoy. It's okay no. to have constructive criticism about things you enjoy overall. You know? No. Can't. <laughs> goes, back so, to our, goes back to our conversation last week, just about being humble about games you're either not good at or don't know well enough. and. Uh, and also being able to look at games through the eyes of a different perspective other than your own if you already know a game backwards and out because right. hell i can it's funny like watching new people play siege and like i get mm -hmm. i get in that same mindset too for something like siege where i know everything there is to know <laughs> about that game and then somebody says something like that's kind of dumb about it i'm like <laughs> why'd you say but you that? just don't know all the things i <laughs> yeah. know all the things i'll tell you all the things <laughs> oh i'm gonna tell you yeah oh Oh, here's so here's another here's another little nitpick. Here's another little nitpick for Monster Hunter Rise. So you you go out, you fight monsters, you collect little bits of the monsters, and that gives you outfit and weapon upgrades. Really neat system, and it really encourages you to go out and fight monsters because you want upgrades. So you, you know it feeds that loop, it feeds that right. cycle. But I want I was playing with the light bow gun. I wanted the shotgun version of the light bow gun. You know what I needed? I needed a striped hide. Okay, I needed a striped hide. Uh, where where do you get a striped hide from? 
I don't know. <laughs> a striped, sure. You would think a striped <laughs> monster. Or I you would think, I'm a Kissy monster hunter. Kissy said all that was in the monster guide. Well, well so here's the thing. Uh, one, it does not come from a striped monster, but we'll get there. So, you would think that somewhere within the upgrade menu, where it says you need a striped hide, it would tell you what monsters give you the striped hide, so then you can go choose to hunt them. It does not. You have to go into a separate menu that is a list of all available monsters, then go to the individual monsters to see what those <laughs> monsters drop. That's hmm. how you find the, the striped hide. Inefficient design, and the striped hide doesn't come from a striped monster. It comes from an all-black, flying, like, uh, pterodactyl-looking thing. So you wouldn't even know that that was the one you needed, because it's all black. There's no, there's no stripes on it. Well... And so, <laughs> if you are going to have this loop of getting monster stuff to upgrade, make it easier to find where the upgrades can be gotten from. And the weapon, the weapon name isn't based on the monster? Because they usually are. I don't fucking know. That's probably what it know. is. <laughs> it, that, that could have been it. But guess who's new at Monster Hunter and might not pick up on something <laughs> well, like that? Well, that can't be a criticism for your own, <laughs> for your own that, not understanding. Whoa. That absolutely can be criticism no, of Monster each, Hunter. Because each, each weapon in each tier is named after the monster the gear comes from. But if the game didn't make that clear to me, how am I supposed to know? My criticism Google. is I didn't know. <laughs> My criticism is there wasn't a big enough flashing sign, which <laughs> might not apply to everybody, but applies to me playing the game because all I can do is give you my opinion of my playthrough of the game. That's how criticism works. Get good. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So, segue time. I might not finish Monster Hunter Rise, even though I'm very much enjoying it because it's a pretty beefy game. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nick, sometimes those of us who are paid to play video games don't finish them because we have deadlines and stuff. We got to move on to the next game. People are mad about that. Some people uh, even tweet about it. What's the, where's this one coming from? Yeah, so we, we hinted at this discussion last week about how the industry and even it's still going on because, you know, these conversations seem to last forever nowadays. They never stop. Yep. So we talked about difficulty in games last week. Now we're talking about people not finishing games, games, people in yeah. games media. And, and the tweet that came out says, reminder that you don't need to be good at games to write about them or stream them or even make them. That's you, true. You don't need to finish a game to review it, to publish an opinion and score. Most of the time, we don't get that time. So I, most, I agree with this tweet. Most of this tweet, I agree with. Uh, okay. I don't think I. I think I don't think you should review a game that you haven't finished in certain cases. So let me let me break this down. Right. So this this is a very broad statement with a lot of nuance behind it. Uh, because let's say if there's a game with a story in it, I am not mm -hmm. going to review that game without finishing at least the story, even if it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla with a 40, 50 hour story. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Fully review it and give it a score if we did scores without finishing that part of the game because I have been in that scenario before where like I'm not enjoying the game I'm not enjoying the game oh wow this happened now I really enjoy the game and if I don't get there you don't see it you, you can't really give a true formulated review on that now 
I don't have to finish the game to provide an opinion on it and provide impressions on it. That two different things, right? If in any in, whoa, you're going into heavy <laughs> semantic territory here. No, but I'm I'm with you. You, you I, would not you would not watch a movie and score it if you didn't finish it. Yes, I would. The, because then then my review is I hated it so much I didn't finish it. Okay, well that's but that's your pretty much like that's what Colin Moriarty said though. That would be the thesis of his review is that if I didn't finish it because I hated it so much, that's that's the point, right? Yeah. In but in in general, that's a that's a very you know one-off case. Usually, you don't usually hate every game you play or anything, or a game at least as a product reviewer, like a game that's not completely broken or just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like you, you you're supposed to finish it. Like that's what your job is. Uh... As an editor, I would not publish a review of a game that was not complete, at least story-wise. You, I, this, this is like, this is picking, this is a, what do you call it? Picking hairs? That doesn't sound right. Not really. It's more- Splitting hairs. Okay. This is splitting hairs is what you're doing here because- you're, you're coming at it from a content creator point of view though. I'm coming at it from a journalistic integrity and editor point of view where like, if my reader base doesn't trust you guys, because yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're, it's the same thing. Like if I play, if I play ten hours of a forty-hour game, mm-hmm. and in my review I say I got through ten hours. Here's what I liked and here's what I didn't. That is still a review of the first ten hours. I, I like I said, I think you're getting a little, a little splitty hairs as far as like what is defined as a review versus uh, impressions or whatever. Well, a review, uh, a review to me is a look at the final product. If you're not if you're not going to finish the entire thing, just don't I mean it's this is that this is why the discourse is stupid, right? And you're kind of right. It's splitting hairs a little bit, but like yeah. in my position, I would not call if I if I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I didn't finish the main story and I didn't at least check out some of the side stuff and I didn't explore the world enough I wouldn't call it a review. I would just write an opinion piece and not label it as a review or a score. It is semantics okay. but when you have a reader base anywhere <laughs> that is like I expect a review to be a full product review and I'm only giving you sure. a chunk of that mm. you know you have to you kind of have to you do have to look at it from like a reader's point of view of what you expect and like we're supposed to be experts on this stuff Experts. That's a whole different conversation. None of, none, ain't, ain't none I, of us experts. I'm saying, Come on. I'm saying that's what their we impression press, is. That, we, but that's what we talked about, right? I said... We press the buttons. <laughs> but we are... Well, we are the people covering games. People do expect sure. us to have a higher understanding of what we're covering. That's why we're hired to do it. So you say. <laughs> Again, I'm coming from there. I'm coming from a straight-up reader's perspective of what I would expect. Some people's expectations are a bit different across the board, right? Everybody has different expectations for what a review is. Everybody has different expectations for what even our first impressions might be. Every Everybody has different expectations for what an opinion is. Because if you don't write about the right politics, people don't like that either. So, I mean, it's all, yeah, it's a fucking mess. So, like, tweets like this where it's, like, broad-stroking everybody saying, like, oh, you know, most people don't finish reviews for a game. Like, there are even IGN editors that came and they're like, no, I, I won't review a game if I don't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess like you know what you're what you're talking about here is like uh, is uh, is what do you call it? What do you call it? Um, not not objective. The other word subjective. when it means personal. 
Subjective. Yeah. So what you're talking about here is subjective standards, not overarching standards, but subjective standards. So for some people, they are they feel comfortable reviewing a game after 10, 20 hours. Mm. Some people don't feel comfortable reading or producing a review of a game until they had finished at least a, you know, story chunk of it or whatever. And so those are just subjective standards. Uh, that's well, yeah, how I, mean, I feel. Like I don't I don't but I very much agree. Like I, as a professional opinion giver, I will give my opinion of the first hour of the game if that's all I got through, because that's what I'm doing. Well, yeah. As long as you're upfront about how much of it you played, nothing matters. Nothing oh yeah, matters. absolutely. Like that's what I'm saying. I agree with most of everything in this tweet. It's just mm. like in the in the world of games and movies and, and all that, I would not assign at least a score to something I hadn't finished because sure. whatever you want to believe about Metacritic, it does affect developers' pay and all that. If you're not going to provide a thorough review of that, like that's for one, I might have a different opinion on it because I've been behind the scenes with them and, and talked to people about this stuff and doing the documentaries. Like I have a different mm. perspective on like, as a creator, if somebody didn't watch my full documentary and then had things to say about it, that would piss me off, <laughs> to be quite oh, honest. Well, oh, and gave it gave it a final and, score. It's like if they only watched twenty minutes of it and hated it, and and that was yeah. it. Like okay, well, you know, I can't change that opinion. But oh no, and as someone who often produces YouTube videos where someone makes a comment after not watching the entire video, <laughs> or just reading oh, the listen. title, yeah, right. We we can all we can all be sympathetic there. Yeah. But broad strokes overarching, I just have to completely agree with this tweet in that, yeah, play however much of it you want. You don't have to be good at it. It is, it is not, and, and I guess that's where I, I, I take a little bit of like umbrage, that might be the right word. <laughs> I take a little bit of a, of a counterpoint to you saying that we have to be knowledgeable. Like that's not, uh, or, or like more knowledgeable than others or better in some way than others. That That is not our job as reviewers, as critics. It is our job to articulate why we like something or why we don't some, like something. And I'm obviously doing such a good job at articulating <laughs> yeah. here. I, well, I'm, I don't agree. But like I, that's, I just... That is our only job. Reviewing, no matter what any of these fucks say, reviewing is a subjective matter. Oh, yeah. well, so yeah. that is our only job. We just articulate why we like something or why we don't. Maybe that makes us look into why we don't like things or why we do like things. Maybe that makes us dig into the behind the scenes and the mechanics a little bit more, but that's it. There's there's no there's no like greater knowledge that we have than any schmo. We just good at talking. As you see right here, very good at talking. I don't, I, I still don't know. Like I, <laughs> again, like if I'm, I, I hate to bring it up, like, but like the comparison, to like car reviews, right? I would want to review, to re read a review from somebody that knows what they're talking about regarding a car, like the, the mechanicals of it and everything. I would want to know sure. that. As for sure. game, game reviews, like, do I expect somebody to know everything about game development while reviewing a game? No, because I don't know those things. But if you're going to critique a game, I feel like you should have a base level. Like, the more you play, the more you pick up on anyways. I, to it's me, just, it's like, it's, it's, it, well, it's all... No, no, because... Well, because it's all personal preference on, like, how much you... If, well, as, as a reader, like, I want, I want somebody that can at least explain why they like the mechanics of a game to me other than 
oh, it's pretty, oh, it feels nice to play. Like, why does right. it feel nice to play? What What's there right, that makes right. it feel good to play? Again, that's our job to articulate our feelings. But even, even using your example of a car review, if you get someone who is like used to like reviewing sports cars and they they got the the latest minivan review they're not going to be on informed on well this minivan doesn't go very fast and what's with all these cup holders whereas me who has a minivan is like no we need more cup holders so you know like it's all subjective and like no 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 our no our knowledge means nothing <laughs> 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 that's the that's the hard line stance. I want to bring reality into this conversation. <laughs> that's the hard line stance I'm taking. Our knowledge means nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're technically not wrong, and that's kind of why I say no. when people have criticisms of people in media, it's like, all right, then pick up the fucking pen and you go write the review. Right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. I our, just our our knowledge of video games means nothing because we don't make video games. Yahtzee is a great example because he actually makes games. That's what makes his reviews so special. You and me, we we don't make games. We just talk about what we like and what we don't like. Well, I, I don't I don't make them, but I've I've learned enough over the years to know enough about design where I can I feel like I can speak on it. Sure, sure. Like you know. I can Some, I can articulate is, my opinions. Yeah, that's true. It's like I mean something as simple as like where where a designer places lights so that you know where to go, kind of thing. Why why they make certain design choices and all that. Being able to articulate Absolutely. this stuff. So I I wouldn't say knowledge doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things. I think I think it just again it's a reader preference of how much knowledge you want the person to have that you trust as a critic or a reviewer or whatever. I. I feel like, but th but this is but this is like a large like a way more deep point than just people finishing stuff. And so your your take oh, is, oh sorry, you're right. <laughs> people people don't. We, we went off on a little bit. Oh, of a we tangent. went on a real tangent there. <laughs> but so your your take is that people don't need to finish things. I agree. Yeah. On, on but as far as my standard goes, like if there is a story, I will finish the story, and I would expect my critics to finish the story because, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them review a book without finishing the story, even if it's bad. A movie, I wouldn't let them review a movie without finishing the movie, even if it's really bad. I just, I think, I think there's there's some stuff that you need to finish to because, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, your your integrity as somebody that critiques stuff or reviews stuff like like that. If you don't finish at least a story on something like that, somebody can come by and like you didn't even. Like, and and if and that's the thing. Like, your, some of your critiques can be completely overridden later on if if it's better in the end. I think the I, I think that's a false equivalence is what you're being is what you're bringing here. Because a movie, a, a movie is a finite amount of time. A, a movie is an hour and a half to three hours long. Even if it's real bad, you can sit through that. Well, the story in a game um, is usually a finite amount of time. Uh, so so here's here's why it's a tiny bit of a false equivalency. One, a, a movie is a finite and a short amount of time compared to 20 to 40 hours. Three hours to 40 hours. This is a big, this is a big difference. Like a mama used to difference. Well, yeah. Uh, so that, I don't feel like it can be compared. Also... Well, okay, why, why, does, why does time have to... The only, the only reason this came up this tweet came up is because people yeah. were trying to finish the game by embargo and couldn't do it because we only got the game like three days before. 
right. and and uh, that like that is a bad excuse to me. Like, stop agreeing to embargoes because you need to be first. That's not serving your reader base. That's serving your traffic. That's, that's right. it. That's fair. So like that, uh, that, that's, that's where, fair, but like in, in my position, yeah. I mean, in my position, like, it, yeah, it's hard. It's like as an editor, it's hard to budget somebody for fifty hours to finish a game, right? Because then then right. that fifty hours could be spent on reviewing four other games that are only three or four hours a piece. So yeah, I, I completely get that. Um, the but, the the false equivalency comes in time investment. Like even let's let's say you're getting paid equally to do both, you have to measure the enjoyment per hour in each scenario. And because some is uh, one is so much longer, I just don't feel the two can accurately be compared. And then two, if you're talking about like having to at least get to story end, then you'll have people say, well, you know, the real game doesn't yeah, begin yeah. until you're 40 hours. And well, we, you can't really judge the game until you've done every single side quest and 100% of the game as a good character and then 100% of the game as an evil character because you can do both in right this game. well again though, so that's, that's, so that's a, a slippery slope well that's what i'm still what i'm talking about though like in in games media at least a scored oh, review is a final thing if you want to do that then just it's, it's a matter of just changing the label to an opinion or first impressions like that's that's it's that's why it's so stupid but that's how it works right as in a, no, it's I just it's stupid. <laughs> it, it is, but in an editor's position, like that's just for your site's own integrity. Like that's kind of how you have to do it. Uh, you know, and and again, that's why we don't score the three minute reviews, right? Because people, right. a lot of times, people come in and they're like, "This is in a super in depth review." I was like, "Yeah, it's three minutes, bro. It's supposed to give you like the base overline of a game. It's not it's not right. in depth looking into everything, and a lot of, and sometimes they don't even have the chance to finish it." You know, because you right. can't you can't fit it all in there. But we don't score it, and well, that's is the arbitrary of scores, right? It's just like we don't need them. Sure, that opens up your criticism to so much more. So people are hypersensitive about, oh, you scored a game, you didn't finish it, right? Because mm -hmm. right. like, yeah, you you can't absolutely. I'm not saying you can't criticize. You can't have an opinion on anything you don't finish. I've never said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's all just like when you add a score to it or add the label of a review to it, it has a sense of finality to it. And if you're not done with something, to me, it's like, eh, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, especially, especially when like another reviewer might have finished it and, uh -huh. and then people are just going to point at them like, well, this reviewer finished it. Your integrity is worth shit because you didn't finish it. You, you can, you can or not care about that. But in the larger scheme of things, like that's how narratives get formed about critics. <laughs> I feel like you are, your problem here is with the system absolutely and and you but you are instead of instead of like my problem you know you because your problem is with the system and instead of dealing with that you're trying to uh you're trying to snuff out a symptom of the system no that's and no, so I, I said a minute ago the system is the problem it's embargoes it's it's right. being first for traffic it's it, it's it, scores it, being it's, being uh used for for bonuses so like so so then like you're in agreement like people can review put a score on anything for any like if if there were no such things as scores being uh, equated to bonuses then it wouldn't matter how, long, how much you finish the game right i again it's it's a personal thing for me where like i i would not feel comfortable writing a review if i don't finish the game 
and that's fine. Just because, like, I know what happens. I know what happens when people don't finish things, and and the internet takes it. And like, you can or not care about that. But in an editor's position, like, the last thing I want to hear is that people don't trust our our critics because they don't finish things, right? Unless we're open about it and straight up, that's the thesis of the review. Like Colin Moriarty said, I didn't finish the game. I hated it that much. I didn't want to finish it. That's it. Like, here's here's what I played. Here's what I thought about it. Here's exactly why I hated it. Done. Boom. Easy peasy. Yeah. That's my review. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we we both kind of agree, but we disagree <laughs> on enough here where it's a little bit of an issue. I, well, I don't know. Now you know why Twitter gets in a fight about it all the time. <laughs> Damn Twitter. We're just more respectful about it. Although I'm going to go throw your throw darts at my, my face of you on the ball later. But this is why I don't do <laughs> reviews for the site. One, I'm a terrible writer. Uh, two, uh, I barely finish anything. Yeah, I mean, we no. well, we don't we don't do really a whole lot of reviews, right? I mean, like we don't really do scores anymore. Uh, you know, Darren finishes reviews on the three minute reviews. Like that's why we only do really the shorter indie games for that because that gives them time to finish that and condense it into three minutes. Because Jesus Christ, that's hard to do. I would know. I started the series on my own, <laughs> mm-hmm. so actually we did it in two minutes before I brought it to the escapist. That was even harder. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's 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 a goofy conversation all around. It's just like it's not never good for I think somebody to broad stroke like that's my experience, so that should be every experience reminder that it is kind of thing. And I'm okay with the broad stroke. Like, <laughs> I agree with it. That's all I, that's all I can say. Like yeah, you don't you don't need to be good at a game. You don't, no, need you don't to need, finish a game. I don't think you need to be good. I don't think you don't need to, you don't need to do anything. If you want to, if you just want to review the uh, the opening cutscene, like that could be your thing. <laughs> that could be really fun. Yeah. Well, that could be really fun. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna review the entire game based off of the opening cutscene. Why people like Yossi's judging by the cover seriously? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a really funny? Is like I'm not even gonna play the rest of the game. I'm just gonna watch the opening cutscene and base my entire review of the game off of that. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you have fun with it, sure, why not? Some people just, like we were kind of talking about the difficulty stuff, they just make an excuse for why they didn't do it right. It's like the game was too hard, or this was too that, or, you know, it's not a problem with how I'm reviewing it or whatever. Let me juggling. <laughs> juggling all those opinions. So, I don't They're know. They're like, gone. I, I think they don't I, matter. Yeah, I think... The end, the end result is it's just that readers readers in general are the judge of what you put out and if it's just based on your what your standards are like that's all that matters is what your standards are and if you're I okay if, great way. if you're okay with people being mad at you because you didn't finish the game then fuck it don't finish the game if if you if you want to finish the game and and keep that like do that uh, Heck people yeah I think that's a good do basically what Nick is saying is do whatever you want all the time. Well, I mean, the, the easiest way to look at it is the market's going to decide if they like what you're doing or not. <laughs> so, do it. So just do whatever you want. See, that's that's we can definitely agree on. Just do whatever you want yeah. all the time. But also, don't rule number. That's rule number one. <laughs> just don't complain if people don't like that you didn't finish something. That's number. That's rule number two, Nick. You know, there's two. There's only two rules you need in life. Rule number one is do whatever you want all the time. Rule number two is be prepared to deal with the consequences of rule number one. That's it. Yep. That's all you gotta do. Do do whatever you want, but use your goddamn blinker if you're driving a car. <laughs> well, that's the consequences. If you don't use your blinker, 
Because you're doing whatever you want all the time, you get into a car crash. Oh, <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to deal with a car crash, then you use your blinkers. <laughs> I mean, those people in Missouri are so bad about it. They never use their blinkers. Like, you know what's so funny? Words of wisdom. Like, we're, we're of a side here. Like, here's, we turn lane, right? Two lane, two lanes. <laughs> and then to get on the interstate, you need to be in the right lane. People will sure. stay in the left lane and then cut in while you're turning into the right lane to get to the goddamn interstate instead of just being in the right lane on the first turn. Well, yeah, but they were in a hurry, so they needed to go that way first to get in front of you. Was, I mean, they're because their lives are significantly more important than yours. <sighs> I mean, get and get on it, man. Yeah. The consequences of my action if I run them off the road. Do what exactly. I want. Run them off do, the road. <laughs> do whatever you want all the time, but wait a minute. What's the consequences? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I could go to jail. Mm. Or is it morally wrong to kill someone? Mm. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> That's my opinion. Because I did whatever I want. I said my opinion. Now I'm going to deal with the consequences of it. Alright, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. So that was it. Hopefully Omar cut out a lot of side things or else this is going to be a very long episode. But if not, whoo, big, <laughs> big old weavies of that one. <laughs> the comments on this one are going to be rough. Thanks everybody for watching and or listening to this once again. My name is Jack Packard. I'm a semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. And my name is Nick Langer, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. And this is a small update. We are moving. The Escapist Movies channel has been... Uh, a, a tough experiment and we are going to move in the frame back to the main channel along with three minute reviews because they deserve far more views than what they're getting and YouTube sucks. You hear that YouTube? You suck. We, you know what though? We did a science and we tried. We tried. And sometimes doing science experiments means you fail. Uh, and that's I, I, was, okay. I was hoping you'd say doing science experiments has consequences. So. Well, that's the consequence. <laughs> we failed. <laughs> and that's okay, because failure is always an option. Yes. Bye!